the blast from our past network. It's only been a few hours since I've translated and spoken aloud the first of the demon resurrection passages from the Book of the Dead. Shh, listen up. This is my father's voice. And now I fear that my wife has become host to a Kandarian demon. May God forgive me for what I have unleashed unto this earth. Last night, Henrietta tried to kill me. Oh. It's now October 1st, 4.33 p.m. Henrietta is dead. I could not bring myself to dismember her corpse. But I dragged her down the steps. And I buried her. I buried her in the cellar. God help me, I buried her in the earthen floor of the fruit cellar. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. We are here today with a very special episode. It is our fourth annual podcast at the lake. And for anybody who's new to the podcast, this is where me and Dean, we pack up our podcast studio. We put it on our back. We wander out into the wilderness. We try to avoid bears. We find a secluded cabin at the lake and we record some episodes. And that's what we're here to do again. We're very excited. And Dean, welcome to our fourth podcast at the lake. Fourth one. Yeah, I was thinking third, and uh, that is wrong. It is the fourth. You were right. I was also thinking third, and then I realized it was not the third. It's the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's great. And this is the third different location we've done it in. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was just w- whatever abandoned cabin we can find. Exactly. We'll, yeah. we'll shack up in yeah. and try to survive the weekend. Yeah. So two years in a row, we were able to find the same cabin. Yeah. It was all good. But that one, we couldn't go back to that one this we year. We got chased out of that we one. We got chased out. Yeah. But yeah, now we're here. It's all good. And we usually like to try to do some sort of cabin-ish material. Yes. And this year will be no different. As we are covering Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Hell yeah. Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn. Yeah, they say that in the movie like that one time. And apparently that was like a subtitle of the movie. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I didn't I didn't even know that, that it was Dead by Dawn. Yeah, it's Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Weird. Uh, yeah, hey man, whatever you got to do to market your movie. For sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it works. It's fine. Yeah, cool. So we're going to be doing this episode and we're going to be recording another episode that will be exclusive to our Patreon feed. So head over to patreon.com slash talking back podcast to get access to that. If you sign up for the $5 level, you're going to unlock 
every episode we have there. So that's a bargain and a half. Now, Dean, we uh, probably talked about this in our Evil Dead 1 episode. I saw this franchise backwards. I saw it. I was, I was doing the countdown viewing. Right, yeah. I, I saw three, two, one. Blast off. <laughs> Blast off. Yeah. So when I saw this, it wasn't really what I was expecting because I saw, you know, <laughs> Army of Darkness first. And I'm not sure, sure if you've seen that one yet, but yeah. you've seen it? Yeah. Okay. So quite a different take than Army of Darkness. So I was very surprised when I saw it, but I have to say, I like the movies in the order of their release. Yes. So I think I'm a, the biggest fan of one, then two, then three. Yeah, I I would agree. I like that. I've seen the, all three. I like the movies in order of their release. And um, I think, I, yeah, well, well it, it's tough. It does get close for me. But this movie, um, I had two and three. So I'd seen one a couple times. I'd never seen two and three. I had two and three. I watched this. I threw it on one day. And when it ended, I couldn't open up three fast enough. Like I haven't had that feeling before where I ran, like that wasn't my plan to watch three. And I ran to find three and rip it out of the package and throw it in because that's the feeling this one created. So I do like, um, I think watching them, obviously one, two, three is uh, interesting, very interesting progression. It's a great series. Like, yeah, even though three is my least favorite, I love it. It's a great movie. Same. I love it. I think what we're looking at here with Evil Dead 2 is a 10 out of 10 movie. Yeah. So sure, you know, it's an amazing movie um, that just shows you, you know, what I think of number one, you know, also a 10 out of 10 movie. I just happen to like some of the stuff that went on in that one a bit more. That's all. But they're, they're both a lot of fun. Now, Evil Dead 2 was released in 1987 with a budget of $3.5 million, and it only grosses $6 million, but it becomes a cult hit in the process. So it's obviously pulled down more than that in VHS sales and whatever through For the sure. years. But there's a bit of a weird story with its release. They knew the final cut was going to get an X rating, and they didn't want to cut it down. So an American distribution company organized the marketing materials and organized the release of the movie in theaters. Then they sold the rights to an Italian company who released it and didn't have to submit the movie to the Motion Picture Association. Mm. So the X-rated version was actually able to hit theaters. Oh, okay. And I think the X-rated version is like what we have on the... Okay. Is the, is the version that we, we watch. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. But the amount of blood in this movie is ridiculous. just ridiculous. ridiculous. There's no way yeah. that would have passed in 87. Yeah. I think the movie's like, I think it's 85 minutes. And Raimi said that if they had to edit out what they needed to get down to an R rating, the movie would be like 61 minutes, he said. <laughs> and wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. I like when uh, people can, you know, get past associations. Oh, yeah. We and, don't like associations. And boards. Yeah. And other people with uh, their noses up their butts. Yeah. Just put it out there. Yeah. Let us just wa- let us decide if we want to watch it or not. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> You're heating up. <laughs> Is it getting hot in here? Did someone say the Comic Book Association? Oh, no. Oh, of America? No. I wasn't going to bring it up to him. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, directed, once again, by Sam Raimi. Written by Sam Raimi and a Scott Spiegel. Music, once again, was done by Joseph Loduca. Okay, cool. Now, let's get into the movie. We have an opening narration of 
Legend has it that it was written by the Dark Ones, Necronomicon Ex Mortis, roughly translated the Book of the Dead. The book served as a passageway to the evil. It was written long ago when the seas ran red with blood. It was this blood that was used to ink the book. In the year 1300 AD, the book disappeared. And while that narration is happening, we're getting an amazing array of awesome and freaky visuals that are happening oh, that yeah. kind of go right along with what's being said. Really fun opening. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. If you're a kid, look out. This is where you turn it off. Yeah. This. So a couple things about this opening. First, I'll mention that being a kid. When I, th I thought about that while I was watching it this time around, I was like, this is a big movie for a lot of people. Uh, it's like their favorite horror movie or their, you know, their favorite Sam Raimi movie, their favorite Evil Dead. A lot of people love, love, love this one. And I was thinking, like, does that have to do with watching it as a teenager, watching it as a kid? Is that like kind of the entry point into horror, even though it's so extreme? And I was thinking this opening, I would be so intrigued as a kid. Like I would be afraid, very afraid, but very intrigued. The one that I would just be like watching through my fingers and I would just have to see it. Um, I usually don't like opening narrations or opening words on the screen. I feel like I get lost. I feel like I'm trying to then, you know, I'm confused by it or distracted by it, you know, trying to figure out the movie already, already when it starts. This was perfect. This just only got me excited. Maybe it's because we've seen a movie about the book already. So I already kind of know what's coming. Um, but it, it fit perfectly for me, giving me a little bit of like history and mythology behind the book. I was so on board with it. Yeah, they showed some really cool art from inside the book. Yes. Some of the pages in the book, and it looked really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I've got like one of the special edition DVDs for this. Same as I have for the first one. It's like, it is a book. It is the Necronomicon. Yeah. And you open it up, and there's all sorts of like great pages of that art. Really, really cool. And it's squishy. You're supposed to put it in your freezer, and then when you pull it out, it's supposed to like simulate flesh, the feeling of flesh. Yeah. I remember seeing that in your room and just being terrified of it. Yeah, and you just, can press the eyeball and the, and the book shrieks. Yeah, <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, in my head, that had to be the worst movie ever if it had a cover like that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So we see Ash in his big yellow car. He's heading out to a cabin in the woods with his girlfriend, Linda. Then he's in the cabin playing the piano. So this is not the slow buildup to the cabin that we saw in number one. Um, they're also at this cabin uninvited. Yes. Which was new. Interesting. Yeah. Ash finds a tape recorder and he turns it on. It's a professor talking about his discovery in the castle of Candor, the book of the dead. They brought it to the cabin where they could study it. And the professor starts reading from the book and the evil awakens in the woods. It crashes through the bedroom window and takes Linda. So this is a big difference in pacing between the first one and this one. In the first one, it probably took 40 minutes to get to the point where the evil like comes through the window and takes the girl. And now we're here in like maybe five, maybe seven minutes. Yeah, they're basically redoing the first movie very quickly, very streamlined in eight minutes. You know, just in case you didn't see that first one, but we are going to want to go from there. We're going to want to pick up from after that movie. They kind of just do the first movie again, you know, with a little bit less details change, less characters, but they're just kind of doing the first movie again in eight minutes. Yeah. So I guess we should say for anybody who hasn't seen it, number one and number two are very, very similar yeah. in many, many ways, but they are not, it's not a remake. It is a, it is a sequel. 
For sure. It's it's much like we were talking about with uh, El Mariachi and Desperado. Right. It is very much a sequel. It's picking up the story, but it's also like him just doing the things a little bit better because he has more of a budget this time. Yeah. Uh, it feels very much like that. Yeah. Now, Ash goes out to look for Linda, who is now a demon, and she attacks him, and he's able to cut off her head with a shovel. Then he buries her. Uh, I just thought that all escalated really quick. <laughs> like he's this just is like, like minute five. This is like minute five in the movie. <laughs> but even like what what happened with her, where he's just yeah. he sees her and she's a demon, and he really quickly cut her head off. Straight for it. Like none of this. Like hey, is this a joke? Yeah. You know, cool makeup or what are you doing? It was just like ah, demon. Yeah. Zoom. Her head is off. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Off. Completely off. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> I guess it's still there. I guess gone's wrong. Just yeah, off. You're right. Gone off. from the body. Yeah. Gone from the body on the ground with a shovel. So that had to a have shovel, some yeah, a doll serious shovel. force behind that swing. Yeah. Then the evil starts to come for Ash. Uh, the sound and the sound editing of the evil in this movie was really, really good. Yeah. It was really intense. Yeah. Like it was much more uncomfortable to listen to than the first movie. Yeah. I definitely noticed that. Agreed. I love how we see the evil going from like the back of the cabin, like Ash is out in the front yard. The evil comes from the backyard and it goes through the back of the cabin and then through the cabin and then out the front door before it smashes into Ash. I thought that was like just a really great way to do it. Normally we see the evil just like blasting through the forest. I just thought it was really neat to see it coming through the cabin like that. Like great choice of uh, cinematography. It's uh, so cool. Scene. I love it. I love that Sam Raimi's whole thing is just like, what can I do with a camera? You know, what what POV shots can we get? So yeah. you get POV of the evil. And that part going through the cabin is so great because it's smashing through doors. And it's the camera smashing through doors, right? When you think about it like that, it's like, what were they doing? How did they do that? That's awesome. Whatever they have the camera on that they just like nailed it to and started smashing through doors. It's It's so inventive. It's so cool. Um, yeah, I love I love when the evil smashes things. Yeah, Raimi did all sorts of like gorilla camera tricks oh, in yeah. this movie yeah. to get the stuff he got. It looks great. Uh, the evil smashed Ash like way high up in a tree. And then he went flying all the way down to the ground face first into a puddle. And when he comes out, Dean, he's a demon himself. Yeah. This was a wild start to the movie. So wild. He's... He's in that puddle for so long that I'm I'm so focused on when he's going to pop his head out. Yeah. I am just not at all expecting him to pop his head out as a demon. I'm just expecting him to pop his head out at some point because that's what I'm really focused on. Uh, was not expecting this at all. First time I watched it, I was not expecting this to happen. So we're about 10 minutes in. Now, <laughs> what start did you like better? The start to Evil Dead 1, the slow methodical, eerie, atmospheric pacing of them getting close to the cabin, slowly driving through the woods, finding the cabin, slowly investigating the cabin before anything happens, or this one, which just throws you right into it. Yeah, so uh, my answer is the first one. Um, that's the type of movie I enjoy more, um, whereas this type of movie, it, this quick start is... Um, 
it's it's really what happens throughout the whole movie. Things just happen so quickly throughout the whole movie. You just jump from one thing to the next, and it's like it's a bonkers movie. It's all over the place. It's so wild. I love it for that. I love it for being that. But my type of movie is more the slow, the slow burn up, get my tension going, get my tension rising. Um, so yeah, that's I, I prefer the first. How about you? Yeah, me too. I like yeah. the first one. That, that's why that one is my favorite. Yeah, over two is just like the slow pacing. That's that's what I like out of this style of movie. Yeah. I, I I appreciate these types of huge swings, but they don't often end up being my favorite movies of all. They just end up being movies that I really enjoy. Now, very interesting thing here that when the sun comes up, Ash turns back to normal again. What do you think of that? Yeah. So kind of like the first... Um, I didn't know the rules. I didn't know the rules of evil, and they don't really tell you anything to set it up. You kind of think maybe it has to do with contact, but you're not sure. Same thing here. Ash has got he's 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 got the evil. He's a demon, but then the sun comes up and he's not anymore. So I, I don't know the rules, and maybe like there aren't really rules. Maybe uh, it's just going to kind of set you up for like go with the flow. We don't really know, but you know it it may or may not happen. He may or may not be a demon, but he isn't now. And so I was. Shocked when he turned into a demon and then shocked again when he was turned back into a human when the sun came up. Yeah, it was cool. I think I think we just missed seeing this in the first movie because the first movie ends yeah. with the evil getting him. Yeah. And then the camera it just fades to black. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know what happens after that. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, interesting twist to show us. Yeah. Now that he he could get it or he's even he's gotten it already so yeah he's already been turned to the evil so and we also know now that sun can cure you somehow. yeah you can be turned back or something like that because he looked at the sun and he said the sun made the evil go away or he said yeah. something like that now great camera shot of ash waking up on the ground here he's lying flat on his back and they have a camera really close to his face then they start pulling it up in the air while spinning it love it man did that look great so good amazing amazing shot uh, everything is calm now here for a second, like as he's woken up from the evil. Uh, I thought the movie did a good job of bombarding you with action and then giving you a moment to collect yourself. It was really like an up and down movie like that. It was um, while the moments like the calm moments were very short, there was just enough there for you to catch your breath like after a big event or yeah. big sequence. That's what they do the entire movie. There's one coming up that's like 10 to 15 minutes long of just straight like no breath action. And then, you know, you get that pause where you can be like, oh yeah, okay, slow it down and get ready for the next big push. Yeah, created a great atmosphere here because Ash sort of appears like he doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah. He doesn't know if what just happened was real or not, but he's just sitting there in the forest, like looking around. He does a whole look around, like a 360 degree look around the forest yeah. and you see nothing, just trees. Another really cool shot. Um, so he, he gets up, he goes back to the cabin and he sees some giant demon eyes appear on the cabin that tell Ash to join them. Love it. That was that was pretty fucked up. Dude. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> fucked up and it's great because the cabin looks like a face. Like it yeah. looks like it when you first pull up to it, just the way the windows are and the way like there's some rocks out front that kind of look like teeth or a mouth or something it's so cool and then they actually kind of superimpose a face on it with some evil eyes that tell him to come in and join them 
Spooky. And a real creepy voice. Oh, yeah. Real, real creepy. Yeah. So Ash is a great, great part. He looks over to his car, and then we see him hauling ass away in his car. Yeah, awesome. Great cut. I loved it. Of course you'd get the hell out of there. Yeah. If you, like thought maybe you had cut your girlfriend's head off and then maybe turned into a demon and then the cabin started like calling you to it. Oh yeah. Time to go. Yeah. In that car gone. Hitting that gas pedal. It was great. It was great. Um, but he gets to the bridge that he has to cross and the bridge has been destroyed. Who Dean could be responsible for that. I have no guesses. I I, uh, I have no guess. Uh, evil? Random act of nature. Random act of nature. A, a caribou. It's, it Im- just it self imploded. Yeah. The bridge. Yeah. It happens sometimes. It's just turned. Did you all say the way caribou? Up. Caribou. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A stampede of caribou. Yeah. Destroyed the bridge. Yeah. Uh, that's as good an ex- explanation as any. Have you seen any caribou out here yet? No, I haven't. I normally see Did a you? bear. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen a caribou. I also haven't seen the bear yet. I'm waiting for the bear spotting. I saw a pile of like bear shit. Yes. Yeah. I've seen the bear shit. Yeah. But I haven't seen a bear yet. Right. I haven't really seen any wildlife yet. Um, wildlife? No. I haven't seen anything. Not, not too much. Really. It's been kind of quiet, actually. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to leave some food out. Maybe a little too quiet. Oh. Well, I saw a turkey. We saw a turkey, Yeah, right? you saw a turkey. Wild turkey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it as well. It is a little too quiet. Maybe we should play that uh, tape recorder we found in the basement. Maybe. We don't have a basement. <laughs> it's just dirt. It's just dirt. You mean that hole you crawled into in Yeah, the I found a tape recorder down there. There's, oh. There could be some really cool music. Cool. Yeah, I bet there is. Uh, I haven't really been hearing any noises either. Normally, we hear noises. Yeah. We hear noises. It's been kind of quiet. Yeah. Not in this, not in this cabin. Haven't heard any noises. We're in a different cabin, yeah. This one might be a little safer than Maybe. the last one. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll keep everybody posted. Now, we see Ash at the bridge, and we see that the sun is now setting. Now, this was really cool. This is something you wouldn't really take notice of. But basically, all we've seen him do is walk to the cabin and then drive his car to the bridge, which should take maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. Which, if you kind of start to track the time, he was probably unconscious from hitting the tree or from, no, I guess from turning from the demon back to himself, basically was an entire day. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Just yeah. that 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 amount of time progressed with him just lying there. For unconscious. sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just also a really great way to like get it to nighttime again, again, yeah, without even really explaining it. Yeah. But I always like that that moment because it makes you feel it makes the movie feel weird, like you're not on a standard timeline here or, or time schedule. Um, weird things are going to be happening, and, yeah. and you know, chunks of time are going to elapse, and you're not really going to know what's happening. And I just felt like it really helped, like make the movie confusing and strange and make the viewer feel like they're very confused as to what's going on. For sure. Yeah. And also to keep it like, give you that breath, but then make you worried again right away because it's like, oh, it's nighttime again. Like the sun, we know the sun saved him and now it's already nighttime again. It's like, shit, uh, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. So awesome sequence here as he's driving away from the bridge and the evil's chasing him. Like he starts driving backwards as it's coming. And then he has to like flip the car around forward and keep, keep racing. And he ends up crashing the car. 
He goes flying through the windshield yeah. and then starts booking it on foot. And he gets to the cabin and the evil's following him and it follows him into the cabin. Yeah. Now, I mentioned in Evil Dead 1, I always love these cabins. Like in Evil Dead 1, the cabin looked so small on the outside and then they made it feel so big on the inside. Yeah. And they were just working with a small cabin, but they would like dress up a room to make it look like a certain room and then they'd tear that down and, and dress it up to look like a second room. Yeah. So they probably like made like five rooms in a small cabin look like 15 to, to yeah. create the illusion that you're in this gigantic cabin. This time they had like a gigantic set. Like this cabin was huge yeah. inside yeah. and you could feel it. Uh, I think this one they built in a gymnasium and they did all the interior shots oh, in awesome. there. But you really get that feeling here as Ash is like, running through this cabin in all sorts of different locations as the evil's chasing it. And he actually ends up losing the evil. Yeah. There's so many places for him to run and corners to take that he loses the evil. So I, I really, really like that. But I have a question for you about this scene. What do you think happened here in this scene? Do you think that Ash actually lost the evil and the evil was like, I need to leave. I, don't, I can't find him. Or do you think the evil realized it was inside the cabin and there was something about that cabin that it's not supposed to be inside and mm. it realized that and then left because there's a very specific moment where it's chasing him. Then you see the evil kind of start to look around at its surroundings and then it books it out the front door. I always thought that he lost the evil here. I like what you're saying though, that the evil like noticed it was inside the cabin and wasn't supposed to be in there. I like that because it doesn't really, it gets people outside, right? Like that's usually where it gets, yeah. I mean, it gets people in the cabin but sometimes, but not when it's chasing them. Like not the, when you get yeah. the evil camera. You don't get the evil really in the cabin yeah. all that often. Yeah. So I like that. I always, I always assumed that he just lost it. I always assumed that because it, it was so close behind him and there's so many twists and turns and so many different rooms that on one of them, he just lost it. And so it just took the door out and went, you know, kept going out. Yeah. I think there's something about the cabin. Yeah. I, I don't like know that. what it is. I like that. It might be that like ceremonial dagger that's in the cabin. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it might, that might just like let off something that yeah. the evil doesn't like. I don't know. But in the first movie, I don't think the evil was ever in the cabin. It would just possess yeah. someone outside and then that person would come inside. Yeah. Uh, this one, we saw it go through the cabin the first, you know, early on, just straight through though. And now it's inside and then, you know, realizes and gets out. So yeah. I don't know. Interesting thing. Yeah. I do. What I do uh, like about it too is that it's nighttime again and Ash is running away from the evil again. So to me, when the sun came up, he did lose it for good. Like that was, it's not still in him and waiting to come out again. Like, cause you kind of think like if the sun came up, then when the sun goes down, he's going to be the demon again. That That's not the case. And he's booking it like he's running away from the from the evil. So I think he's good and, and clear. I think he's in the clear now unless it catches him again. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree with that. I think he is. He is cured. Yeah. Now we see that this professor's daughter, Annie, has landed in a plane. She's found more pages from the Book of the Dead. And her and her colleague, Ed, are heading to the cabin to decipher the new pages. And wow, are they ever in for a surprise when they get there, Dean? Yeah, D she was so like naive when she had the pages and they were like talking about going back to the cabin. It's like, oh, what's your, what was your dad? You know, did he, 
did he find anything out about the the book? And she's like, well, you know, probably not, but maybe he opened a door into another dimension. <laughs> what? That, <laughs> that happens every day. Yeah, it sounds dangerous. <laughs> sounds like you should be maybe worried about that. Yeah, that's just, that's this universe, Dean. If, <laughs> if you don't know how to open the door into another universe, you're a loser. Yeah, exactly. Um, Guess what? Linda's back. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you uh, think of Demon Linda? Do you like Demon Linda? Um, well, she's, she's mean. Um, Demon Linda's mean. She, um, she likes to dance. I love her dance. I love the dance because at the beginning when Ash was playing the piano, she was dancing beside yeah. her. Uh-huh. And so then the piano started playing. Ash wasn't playing it here, but the piano just starts playing on its own and she gets up out of her grave and starts dancing. I loved it. I thought without, it was excellent. Yeah. Without the head. Without her head. Yeah. Mind she you. was dancing without her body. Head. Yeah. Uh, love that. Yeah. Excellent. It attacks Ash. He freaks out, Dean. Yeah, she's mean. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she is mean. She's mean. He freaks out and wakes up inside the cabin in a rocking chair. Oh, I love it. So more of this like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Is he dreaming this? Is he imagining it? Is it all in his head or did it actually happen? Uh, in this case, it probably happened because Linda's head just falls into his lap. Yeah. And starts biting him on the hand and won't let go. It's a lot of what's going to happen from here on out is Ash just like descending into madness. Totally. It's just like this, this guy descending into madness. So I love this start. He's in the rocking chair to start the scene. Then he gets up, looks out the window, sees the dance. Then all of a sudden he wakes up and he's back in the chair. So yeah, you think you're safe. Boom. The head falls into his lap. It's like, nope, you're not safe. That probably was real. Yeah. Now that descent into madness is what I like more about two than one. Same. Because that doesn't really happen in one. No. Maybe to a very, very small scale. At the end, maybe very small scale at the end. But But they really dig into it for like half of the movie. Yeah. It's just weird, bizarre, really interesting, confusing things that leave you questioning what's even going on in this movie uh, in a really good way. But I also liked Ash's character in this movie far better than one. Yeah. He's just a, he's a guy in the first one. He's like a guy who is as pathetic as all the rest are. But in this one, he has a bit of an edge to him and he's more capable. Uh, yeah. So I, I do like those things better well, in this and, movie. And Bruce Campbell is incredible in this oh, movie. Yeah. Like yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. The, the amount of sauce that he's putting on everything is amazing. Yeah, totally. So Ash has to run to the tool shed and he puts Linda's head in a vice. That was great. It was. Yeah. The head says they have Linda's soul and she suffers in torment. Uh, like that as a touch. I like knowing that once the person's possessed, it's like they are not having a good time. Yeah. They are suffering. That yeah. that really like raised the stakes for me. Yeah. Um, you, you start to feel kind of bad for the people who get possessed. Yeah. It's like not just has a demon taken over that body to then be in this world, but they have taken over, like they've replaced that soul and that soul is now somewhere much worse. Yeah. Um, then some good gore, the start of the gore in the movie. Yeah. When the body of Linda runs in with a chainsaw, this was hilarious, but it accidentally, the chainsaw accidentally falls onto the body and just starts cutting the body up and blood is spraying. That's so funny. Uh, that's also what this movie had that the first one didn't was some humor. Yeah, definitely. It it knows. Yeah. It's, uh, it is this horror comedy. Way more than the first one is. Like, this is definitely horror comedy. So Ash grabs the chainsaw. He cuts into Linda's head. And we get a great shot of blood shooting over a light bulb. 
And then the room being lit red. Yeah, cool. Really nice. Real nice touch there. Ash finds the rocking chair rocking itself. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) We've seen the piano play itself and now the rocking chair. So he goes to look at himself in the mirror. You know, he's like, kind of like, snap out of it, man. Snap yeah. out of it. Another great scene where his reflection reaches through and grabs him. Uh, then the camera pulls back and he's choking himself. Yeah, so good. It's so good. I love it because he's like, he's doing the classic thing that you see, you know, uh, the main characters do in this situation. They go up to the mirror and they're like, okay, you're okay. You're all right. You'll get through this. And so he's like, you're okay. And then the hands reach through the mirror, grab him. And it's like, you're not okay. You just cut up your girlfriend's head. Yeah. Like, you're not okay, man. I remember seeing this movie for, movie for the first time, probably like late 90s. And this scene blew me away. For like, sure. They, they do such a good job of setting it up. Yeah. Um, like practically with Bruce Campbell as the reflection. Yeah. And we're looking from behind the shoulders of who's, who is supposed to be Bruce Campbell, like Ash looking at himself in the mirror. But that's just like obviously a stunt person that's dressed up to look just like him. So when Bruce Campbell actually like reaches through the mirror and grabs like the stunt double, it totally had me. Like oh, yeah. I totally thought it was a, refl- a reflection. Uh, totally caught me off guard. It was really great filmmaking. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so effective. Now, unfortunately for Ash... The evil from Linda's head's bite has gotten into his hand and we get some of the great physical acting that Bruce Campbell is so well known for as his hand is trying to kill him. Yeah. And he's smashing plates on his head. He's pounding his head on the counter. He's pulling his own hair. He makes himself do a flip at one point. The hand eventually knocks him out and is then dragging him on the floor to get a knife. Yeah. That was amazing. So good. The way that he's just using his hand to pull himself. Yeah. It was so fucking cool, dude. This this part with him and his hand attacking him, it was all improvised and all done in one take. Oh, incredible. That it's, is incredible. It's incredible. It is his hand does not seem like it's part of his body. His nope. hand seems like it is a separate thing, a separate character. Yep. And it's just him doing shit with his hand. Like it is amazing, amazing acting, the best hand acting in the biz for sure. For sure. So good. The the crawling of the hand, like the hand sees, basically sees the axe and like starts crawling towards it. And that just like seems like a character that saw an axe and it was crawling towards it. It's amazing. Yeah, it was making funny sound effects too as it's going. (laughs) So it it totally had personality. That hand had a personality. Yeah. It was amazing. Amazing work. Um, Ash grabs a knife though and he stabs the hand and then he cuts it off with a chainsaw. Yeah, he stabs his hand and he says, who's laughing now? Yeah. <laughs> to his hand. Hands it, don't laugh, Tim. The hand was laughing. Though. I know it was. <laughs> it was a bloody mess, though. Oh, yeah. The cutting the cutting of the hand off was a very bloody mess. This was good. This was one of those images that like, I knew before seeing the movie. Yeah. It's just like all that blood being sprayed on his face while he's like laughing. Yeah. Because he's yeah, just he's, going insane. He's laughing maniacally at this. Yeah. Like, he thinks it's the funniest thing that he's cutting his cutting hand off. Cutting off his own hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's pretty funny. <laughs> the hand's not dead, though. You can't just cut the hand off, Dean. No. It's sneaking around and gets caught in a mouse trap. It's a great, fun touch. <laughs> pretty good, yeah. In the movie. Uh, the hand crawls in the wall. Ash grabs the shotgun, and he shoots it. 
and blood starts spraying out of the wall like a fire hydrant. Yep. That was intense. Gallons and gallons of blood. That was a shocking amount yes. of blood. Yes. Because it, it also just starts like kind of dripping out of the wall. Yeah, and you're like, that's ooh, right. creepy. You the got wall's the bleeding. Well, I just thought the hand got hit and was bleeding. Yeah, a right. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a creepy image, you know, ooh, blood coming down from the wall. And then it just starts spraying out. And then it turns to black at yeah. one point. And, and then, then it, it sucks back sucks in. Sucks back in. Yeah. As fast as it was coming out, it's just sucked suck back in and gone. Um, the idea for The Hand, it came from co-writer Scott Spiegel, who wrote and directed a film when he was a teenager called Attack of the Helping Hand that Sam Raimi actually co-starred in. Oh, cool. That's fun. Yeah. It was like a student film. Uh, yeah. in, in that movie, the hand from a hamburger helper box comes to life and tries to kill a woman who's cooking a hamburger helper. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds actually sounded great. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. That sounds good. Yeah, my student films sucked compared to that. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, objects in the room start laughing with Ash. There's a deer head on the wall. Yes. Turns and laughs at him. The lamp is laughing. The books, all the books are laughing. And then Ash starts laughing too. Yeah. In a wild, out of control scene. It's they all start of, yeah. dancing together. Yeah. And man, was the camera's that great. tilted. It's it's absolutely out of control because right. So before this, before everything was laughing, was this sort of maniac type energy of his hand, the whole hand scene, the attacking the hand, cutting off the hand, shooting at it. And then all of a sudden it all ends with him sitting in a chair in the chair breaking. Like it's just kind of like a, a comedic beat at the end where he sits in a chair, it breaks, and then that's your breath. That's where you kind of just sit down. And then everything starts laughing in the room. And yeah. it's just like you thought you would have a second and then things just get even more insane. Yeah. So as they're all dancing, there's a knock at the door that startles Ash out of his laughter. Right. Yeah. And he immediately just turns to the door and shoots it. That was just his reaction. <laughs> yeah. He got startled. Yeah. Then he slowly walks over to the door. Felt like it took him forever to get over there. He just yeah. slowly goes over. He opens the door. He looks out. There's nothing there. Closes the door. Backs up a bit. Nothing's happening. And then it just gets kicked open. Yeah. And he gets tackled by a few people. And this is Annie and Ed. And a guy, Jake, and his girlfriend, Bobby Joe, who helped show Annie and Ed like a back road to the cabin because the bridge was out. Yeah. What what makes this even slower, like this moment where he's leading up to the door, is that when he takes his steps back, the camera still sticks on the door. And then it slowly moves back till we see him. So you just think something's going to happen and think yeah. something's going to happen. It's such a good, such a good slowdown for this movie. And then, yeah, someone just, the door gets burst down and then someone jumps on top of him and just starts punching him also when he shot the door you heard like a woman shriek you did so yeah. you do know that there's someone there yeah so you're expecting something to happen a lot sooner than it did uh that was bobby joe who got hit by the gunfire uh so they come in they're already pissed off about that like yeah. this girl just got shot then they look around the cabin dean and it looks like a slaughterhouse yeah like good luck explaining this ash yeah this is this is uh, like this this girl's parents' cabin. Yeah. So like she thinks that he murdered them. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you think that? It's <laughs> There's blood, blood everywhere. everywhere. He's got chainsaw? a bloody chainsaw yeah. in his hand. His hand's been cut off. Yeah. Yeah. So they lock him down in the cellar. Feels like an appropriate move. It's a good move. Seems like an appropriate reaction. It's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Annie, though, she starts playing the recording where we hear dad explaining that the evil took his wife. 
and he had to lock her in the cellar. Uh-oh. I, I love that progression, that they just so quickly have thrown Ash in yeah. the cellar, and then we immediately hear about the wife, the cellar hag that's been thrown down there as well. Yeah. And then we see Ash get attacked by her right away. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So they let Ash out because they realize he didn't kill the parents, and they lock the hag down in the cellar again. And one of the cool things that's been happening in this movie so far is that the demons can turn back to normal to try to manipulate people. Yeah. I really like that. Like they try to just play on like your feelings, play on the character's feelings um, and relationships with that character before they turn to a demon. So like we've seen Linda's head in the vice be the demon and then it's, it's turned back to the normal one and it's saying like, gosh, how could you do this to me? You know, I thought we had something and, um, that happens a few times. It happens with the cellar hag too. Yeah. And I just thought it was a really nice touch because you can see that some people want to help. They want, some people are being fooled by it and they want to like let the demon free. Yeah. Because like you're driven by that fear. And obviously when you look at the demon and the demon looks disgusting, you know, you're like, you're that fear keeps going. So you keep being driven by that fear. But then you see if that person changes into the person, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to do anything to that. You know, you know that person, you know that face. Also, the fear goes away because you see the, you recognize the person. I also like that they have information. They have like information that that person would have. Like they turn back into looking like the normal person and then they know intimate details about who they're talking to. So it really makes it seem like, you know, the, the mom is back because she knows everything about the birth of her, her daughter. Yeah. I think that's a cool touch. Something that in movies where there's like talking with ghosts or talking with demons, one thing to trip them up is often like those personal details. That's how you trip them up. So right. I like that they actually had them. They still had them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like that. So it, it seemed like things had calmed down for a bit because they were just fighting this hag back into the cellar. Like she's trying to get free and all yeah. of them were trying to fight her down to get the cellar yeah. locked. And then it's like, okay, here's our moment to breathe. And then out of nowhere, fucking Ed jumps up and he's a demon. Yeah. Man, his makeup looked amazing. Oh, yeah. He looked so good. Uh, he attacks the entire group. Yeah. Uh, until Ash is able to take him out with an axe. But uh, he's yeah. terrifying. His face is he so was. terrifying. And it, it keeps adjusting too, which is really weird. Like it keeps like his nose will get smaller and his eyes will get closer together. His mouth will get bigger, but then it'll go back to yeah. like a little bit of a more regular face. And then it'll flip into a different, it's just was really creepy. Yeah. The movie had like a really nice dreamlike quality to yeah. it. Um, for stuff like that, where like things are changing without any reason for them to change. Yeah. But also like when the movie is done, it feels like a really fast watch. Like you're like, oh, wow, that movie went really quick. Um, but as you're watching it happen, each moment feels slowed down so much. Yeah. Like like one minute feels like 10 because of how, how much you're hanging on every little thing that's happening. For sure. But then by the end, you're just like, well, that was super fast. That went really, really quick. That's like a... That's like how dreams are, you know, yeah. like when you wake up from a dream, it's like, that was the fastest thing. But when you're in your dream, you can, you can almost visualize every second of it yeah. and remember how, like how that second felt in your dream. And it's that this movie reminded me of that. Yeah. Great point. That's exactly how it feels whenever I'm watching it. It's just like stretched out. Yeah. But it's so short. It's such a short movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels. It's really special. Like to be able to make a movie 
like give you those feelings. Yeah. You know, like there's something magical involved in the ability to do that as a filmmaker. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of stuff like this, you know, recently. I don't, I don't watch like a lot of new movies, but you know, the ones that I've watched and that I really like, there's nothing really like this. Yeah. There's not a lot of like dream, like real, like dream, like confusing, like qualities to movies. Yeah. So the spirit of Annie's father appears and it tells them they need to read the new pages that Annie got to get rid of the evil. And we see inside some of those pages and there's a picture of a guy that looks like Ash from 1300 AD who apparently destroyed the evil. That's cool. It's got me so jacked, Tim. No shit. Hey, did you see these in order? One, two, three? Did we yes. talk about that? Yeah. You saw them one, two, three? I saw them one, two, three. I knew I knew what they were before I got into it. Like I knew two was a lot like one and just kind of with with some new stuff. And then I knew three was like this totally different thing um, in a, in sort of a different time. I didn't know that two sets that up. Like right. I didn't know that there would be something in this movie that connected it with three. So already when that happened, I was like, Whoa. he's like, Raimi is like already creating this franchise universe thing with this great idea. Uh, I was so excited when I saw this, that there was going to be this, this type of tie between those two movies. Yeah. So they obviously knew about three when they were filming two. Yeah. Um, three was actually going to be two yeah. at a time. Yeah. It was just going to go from one and then the, the sequel was going to be three, but they decided to do two instead. Do you know what they were going to call three? Like, like when as they were two? Gonna, when they were going to do two? Uh, no, rem- remind me. It was Medieval Dead. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. So That's good. cool. So That's good. Cool. Medieval Dead. Such a good name. It was an old video game. Uh medieval oh, okay it's kind of like yeah uh, it's sort of like that medieval i can't remember it was a playstation game you're uh i don't know you're some sort of like i think you're a skeleton and yeah you're, you're fighting like hordes of humans i think okay it's like the reverse <laughs> yeah, of yeah. like a knight fighting demons yeah it's a demon fighting knights fun but it's called medieval fun you had a friend who loved that one now bobby joe uh Who's beautiful, by the way. Bobby Joe's beautiful. Oh, yeah, definitely. She goes on from here to be in like four different soap operas. Like that's okay. where she was only in like one or two movies, I think. Yeah. And then her whole if you see her, you would recognize her without even seeing soap operas, you'll just you'd be able to recognize her okay. as like a soap opera yeah. star. Yeah, for sure. But she gets spooked by the hand, Dean. I still love that the hand is just terrorizing the cabin. It's just still going around terrorizing. In between everyone. the walls, causing all sorts of shit. Uh, freaks her out. She runs into the forest where she's taken by trees. And Jake wants his Bobby Joe back. He does. Bobby Joe. He does want his Bobby Joe back. Bobby Joe. (laughs) This guy's so annoying. Uh, Bobby Joe. He's the worst. Like, dude, a tree grabbed her and took her. Dragged her off. Bobby Joe's gone. She's gone. She's gone, man. Just take it easy. He grabs a shotgun and he makes all of them go out in the forest looking for her. Great. Great idea. Bobby Joe! <laughs> you out there? Yeah, she's out there, all right. Don't worry. Is she? She's there. Well, some form of her is. Now, okay, well, this uh, this this is another uh, turn of events here, Dean. Yeah. We're back in the forest and Ash turns back into the demon. 
Yeah. So what happened? Maybe I think the, the seller hag got him? No, the evil got him just now. The evil was coming through the forest. It was real big buildup. The evil was coming through the forest at all three of them. Oh, it and got so him again? You, just, you think it's going to take, you know, the guy who, who, what's his name? The guy who... Jake. Jake. You think it's going to take Jake. Bobby Joe! <laughs> see, see, no one's yelling for Jake, so I don't know his name because no one wants that guy around. <laughs> no, that guy. I knew Nobody Bobby Joe's around. name. Yeah, so you think it's going to take Jake because it's heading right for him and you're like, oh yeah, this will be, he's the one who brought everyone out, so this is what's going to happen. He's going to get taken and instead it takes Ash and Ash turns on him right away. I think that's what happens. Yeah. You get the feeling that Jake smells pretty bad. Oh, so bad. Yeah. And like, especially like his breath. Like oh, I yeah. I think he's got really he's bad He's missing breath. teeth. Yeah. 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 That's okay. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel like I haven't put deodorant on in a couple of days. Yeah. There isn't really a reason I, out here. Yeah. I can smell you, Tim. You let me here. know if there's yeah. any problems, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I hop in the lake and try to get clean. He's but. just living the cabin life. Yeah. Jake's I, just living the cabin life. Of, you don't need deodorant. I kind of get it, you yeah. know? If you forget to brush your teeth, it happens. Yeah. If your teeth fall out, it happens. He's already in a committed you know? relationship with Bobby Joe. He doesn't need to oh, impress yeah. anybody. How did he get Bobby Joe? I don't know. She's gorgeous. I don't know. I'm I don't want to know that backstory. I feel like something real <laughs> something, something wrong real there. wrong happened. Something wrong happened. Yeah. Well, they're out there, Dean. Ash is a demon. Now, his demon makeup, this is off the chart. Oh, yeah. He looks so cool. Looks good. I'm absolutely positive there's demon Ash toys out there. Yeah. And now I want one. Oh, uh, for sure. Because yeah. he looks so cool. He's awesome. Yeah. Annie runs back to the cabin. She finds that sacred dagger. She hears a rattle at the door. And she opens it up and stabs Dean. She stabs. She stabs. She goes sort of like what Ash did. He just exactly shot. Like that. Yeah. It's I like that because it this is this is how like terrified people are right yeah. now. There is no like I'm gonna open open the door and see who it is. It's just reaction. I love that two people did it in the movie because yeah. if one person did it, then you could be like, Oh, why did you just shoot out the door? Why didn't you even think about it? Two people did it in this movie because that's how scared they are. They're terrified. Yeah. They're fucking terrified. Yeah. So she opens the door and she stabs Jake in the stomach. Yeah. And they turn that sort of uncomfortable moment into a very funny scene as she's now panicking because she wants to get the door closed. Yeah. But he's lying in the way. Yeah. And she just slams it. And every time she hits him, he's like groaning and yeah. moaning. <laughs> so then she realizes she has to drag him out of the way. So she takes the effort to drag him out of the way. Then she goes back and quickly slams the door again, but his feet are still in the door. <laughs> so now she's slamming his feet in the door over and over again. Then she drags him all the way out of the way. I thought it was really funny. Uh, really so funny. funny touch. Yeah. So funny. So good. Now, Annie drags Jake into the next room. And I'm going to shout out to the actress who played Annie here, Sarah Berry, because she was dragging this dude for real across the floor. Wow. Like, if you just watch it. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing's fake here. Yeah. She's dragging a man, a large, smelly man. Yeah. Across the floor. And he's a big guy. He's big. He's not a small dude. Yeah. She was, I'm just going to shout out to her power. She's a very strong uh, lower body, I would say, yeah. to be able to drag this man. For sure. She probably does a lot of squats. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you're, uh, and it's happening and you're like, like she's getting tired. That's what also adds to it because she's physically dragging him. So she's like, she has to take it in like shifts and drag him. And you're like, why are you wasting all this energy? Just leave him. Who cares about this Jake guy? He just tried to walk you out into the woods on at gunpoint. Just leave him. And so you really get that like she is dragging him and wait, like it is very tired when she gets to the room that they stop at. Yeah. 
Which was a, it was a bad call to go to that room, Tim. It was wow. A, it was a bad call. Well, it wasn't a bad call to go to the room. It was a bad call to drop him right beside the cellar door. <laughs> right. That was a bad right call. Right beside it. <laughs> right beside it. Uh, right where the cellar hag can get him. Uh, and holy shit, dude, if, if this movie wasn't rated X yet, it is now uh, as the cellar hag grabs Jake. And I don't know if I've ever seen more blood in a single scene than this. No. As blood yeah. is firing out of the cellar. I don't even know how you would do this. I think it's my favorite part. It's one of the best parts. It's amazing. It looks amazing. There's so many good parts in this movie, but I think this is my favorite because when you think it's a lot, and like I've I've seen it recently, so like watching it again, I had seen it not too long ago, and when you think it's a lot of blood, you're only about a quarter of the way there. Like when you're like, oh, that's so much blood. There is way more to come and it's way more is going to spray out of there. And then even when the door's closed, it's coming out of there. Like, yeah. and it is so ridiculous. The amount of blood coming out. It always gets me. I think it's, I think it's just my favorite part visually. It's just so gross and shocking. It, there's just so much of it. And yeah. It, it comes out so fast. It's like the cabin yeah. is a submarine submerged underwater. Yeah. yeah. The cellar door is like a part of the submarine that got cracked. Part of the hall that yeah. got cracked. And water just rushes into the submarine yeah. just as fast as it could, could come in due to the massive pressure. And then that water is also colored red. Yeah, I don't know how they got this pressure. Yeah, I don't know either. It is not like just a hose. Like it is like this a is pressure more, washer this is way or more, No, this is even more than like a fire hydrant would do. This yeah. is ridiculous. This it, is a huge amount of blood. Because it's pressure and volume. Like it's yeah, not it's just like size. Like, yeah. And volume and size. It's yeah. like it's not just a like um it's not just a spray. That's like one foot across. Yeah. It seems like it's like three or four feet across. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Great. It is evil. It is the evil. That's the, the evil. only explanation. The only, yeah. This, they got evil. To they do summoned this the yeah. evil for yeah. the movie. Yeah. This could, maybe this is a documentary. It could be. I think evil was second build. Or what is, would this start. be? This would be found footage. There'd be more found, <laughs> yeah, found, yeah, found footage. footage right? yeah, this yeah. Is found That's what footage. you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. The first found footage. Yeah. The best found footage. Now, Evil Ash, he's back in the cabin. He picks up Annie and he throws her against a wall. But then Evil Ash sees Linda's necklace and it's making him feel sentimental. And that's enough to turn him back to normal. Interesting. So sunlight yeah. and sadness. Yeah. I was those gonna, are the two things that will fight the evil. I was going to say, I was like, sadness or grief. <laughs> One of those yeah. things. Yeah. I wonder what else will work. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe okay, so if it's sunlight and sadness, it's S words right yeah. now. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> Annie doesn't realize he's turned good again and she's hacking at him with an ax until he convinces her he's okay. It's great. He's just like, he's got her by the shoulders. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay now. It's okay. I'm okay. And she calms down. She's yeah. Like, okay. Okay. And then she comes right back at him again. She hacks at him again. She's hacking at him again. So good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. I, I love it. I love that. I think it's so funny when she starts coming at him and then you just think it's done. You think it's definitely yeah. done when he calms her down and then he kind of leans back against the wall and closes his eyes because he's like, okay, you know, taking a breath and then boom, axe right beside his head. It's so yeah. good. So as we're talking about this, I think there's um, a few different types of moments in the movie. The movie. So we said there's like these action packed moments. Yeah. And then they allow you to calm down with the quieter moment. Yeah. Now, once they set you up with that, 
what they've done a couple times as well is they pretend like you're going to get a quiet moment because you've earned it, but then they don't give you the quiet moment. They immediately come at you again to freak you out again. Yeah, true. I think it happened with Ed when he turned to a demon because they had just finished fighting that hag. Yeah. So we're all like, okay, now's our moment. Maybe we're going to get 30 seconds here just of chill, but he immediately came back and attacked them. Same thing here where, okay, we've just had a wild scene. Um, Ash has been a demon. Uh, then he becomes normal again. And he's attacking him. Then he calms her down. Let's have our 30 seconds of chill. Yeah. But we get three seconds and then she's immediately at him again, yeah. freaking us out. Awesome. So they do a really good job of setting you up and then uh, using it against you. Yeah. So they need to get these pages to the book, which are now down in the cellar. Great. I forget how they got down there. Uh, Jake threw them down there. Oh. Because he, when he grabbed the gun okay. to take them out into the woods, they were, were looking at the pages and trying to figure it out. And he's like, oh, these stupid pages. Right. I thought he was going to throw them in the fire. I'm glad he didn't do that. that. But then he opened up the cellar and tossed them down there. Just, I mean, just as good as the fire, basically. Yeah, basically. Why do you want to go in the woods again? Bobby Joe! Bobby Joe! It's my Bobby Joe! Bobby Joe! It's my Bobby Joe! She's out of my league. I need to get her back. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> too much. Uh, I've had too much fresh air, Dean. Too, a little too, too much, much fresh it's, air. It's going to your head. I think it's uh, becoming apparent yeah. that uh, <laughs> too much fresh air is not the best thing for me. <laughs> so um, Ash has decided he's going to be the one to go down in the cellar. But first, he's going to make a rig so he can wear the chainsaw on his arm and hold the shotgun in his hand. Uh, this is obviously one of the all-time iconic characters. When you think of like iconic movie characters, this version of Ash, chainsaw, clipped to his hand with a shotgun, very identifiable, very, and, very cool character. Yeah, and you get his groovy line, which is his line. That's yeah. uh, Bruce Campbell will take that with him for a long time now, um, yeah. saying groovy, uh, which I like it. I like groovy because... Uh, it, it's the tone of the movie. You know, he's doing something super badass, but then he's very cheesy about it. And he says groovy, uh, which is, yeah, it's just what this, what this movie is very scary stuff, but it's like kind of funny at the same time. And so yeah. I, I love the tone. Um, I think it's, I think it's awesome. We get some amazing tension down in the cellar. Very scary. Oh yeah. I love the set design in the cellar. Yeah. It's just very busy with stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. There's lots of pipes down there. Yeah. Who knows why? Love pipes. Lots of wood posts. There's stone walls. The ground is muddy and wet. Yeah. There's a rat down there. Yeah. It feels very like lived in. Yeah. And it was very close quarters. Very like, it's very scary. This is, this is probably the most tense scene in the movie for me. Uh, yeah. I never like going down into basements yeah. or into cellars when it's, when it's dark and you know something's down there. That was the worst part is we knew there was something down there. Yeah, there's something very scary about like dirt floor cellars that have like not a lot of lighting. Just in general, it just looks so creepy. And yeah, we already know there's something down there. So every step we take further and further into there is just another step closer to that, that yeah. danger. Exactly. Now, Ash is able to find the pages and get them back up to Annie. But the cellar hag grabs him as he's going up the stairs. And Annie starts reciting the words, 
So the hag crawls out of the cellar, grabs Annie by the hair, and is now flying around the room. Yeah. That was awesome. Awesome. The the hag looks disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, played by Ted Raimi, I can tell. I yeah, can you tell, can tell. You can tell from her face or yeah, his face exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Mm. yeah, apparently that suit was oh so hot. Oh, I bet. I, like, that's the thing. The suit looks, so, it's so big. It looks so like yucky and gross. Yeah. But then you look at the face and it's like, oh, that's actually someone in that suit. Like, that's not even like a dummy or a puppet right. or anything. Like, he's in that suit. So that must be very hot. Yeah, they they would apparently release liters of sweat out of it. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, oh. man. Ah, the things you do for your brother, eh? I know, right? <laughs> Older brothers. Fuck. They're so irritating. Uh this thing mutates, Dean. This cellar hag mutates into some some sort of a weird-ass long-necked hag now. Yeah. This is cool. You're I like it. Very cool, of course. I like this. Like snake hag or something. Of course. It's great. Um, but unfortunately, that will be its undoing because Ash is able to cut its long-ass head off. Yeah. And by, um, by Annie. Is it Annie? Yeah. By Annie singing a song that her mom used to sing to her. So we've already seen Ash kind of like connect with that necklace. Yeah. So when Annie starts singing the song, the you know her mom kind of looks, even though it's this long necked creature, it looks over and takes a beat to like think about that song, and that's when Ash is able to cut the neck off and the arms off. I thought that was neat to use that, you know, against yeah. against her when she, like the mom, was trying to use that earlier to get Annie down into the cellar. Another cool thing in a movie like this to hear someone sing "Hush, Little Baby." Yeah, it's like real weird it yeah. doesn't fit you yeah. know again it seems like a dream for sure it's the type of yeah. thing that would happen in your dream you're having a nightmare but that type of music's like playing in your head or something now the trees outside start attacking the house now this was great oh yeah it's like uh march of the evil ants or something yeah they're doing massive damage to the house and the evil is on its way now as well and then we get to see the evil for the first time, Dean, we've only always known the evil from behind the camera. Yeah. And now we get to see what it looks like. And it is creepy, dude. It's creepy. Yeah. We got. We also got to see what it looks like because of what Annie read. She made the evil flesh. That's right. the first line she read. Yeah. Right. It's so creepy. I feel like I have a memory of this face bursting through the door. I Maybe. must have peeked one time or something. I have all these like deep memories that I thought were nightmares until I started watching these movies. And I was like, yeah. oh no, I just, when I was a kid, snuck in while you were watching it and saw that image that burnt into my mind. Well, it wasn't me because I only saw this movie when I was like okay. in my 20s. Okay, so maybe it was uh, older brother maybe. even. I snuck in and saw, because I remember this this head sticking through the door. Yeah, it reminds me of a mad ball. Do you remember mad balls? Definitely, this yes. Was a mad ball. Yes, definitely. Now Annie starts reading the pages further. But Ash's evil hand is back again. This thing get rid of that thing. This thing is resilient. It stabs her in the back. Yeah. And the tree picks up Ash and is trying to feed him to the evil. This looked great. It looks good. It looks so great. Really I don't good. Know, I don't even know how practically they did it with practical. No, you know, because practical it effects. like the tree looks like it grabs him like a hand would grab yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know and how moves I don't him. know how they did it. It looked amazing. Yeah. yeah really, really good. Now, Annie is able to continue reading the pages, even though she's been stabbed in the back. And we see a portal open up in the forest. It starts sucking things in. 
Ash puts his chainsaw through the evil's eyeball, and with Annie's final dying breath, she's able to finish reading the pages. The evil is sucked into the portal, but Ash gets sucked in as well. So question about the portal, Dean. What's your take on the portal? Is it only sucking in evil? Is that why Ash gets sucked in? I didn't think so. Because why didn't Annie get sucked in? Why didn't yeah. other random items in the house get sucked in? If you look, he's getting sucked in. He's like yeah. having to like violently fight off the pull of the portal when Annie's just lying on the floor That's completely true. fine. Yeah. Made me wonder if this specific portal, and it would make sense that this portal opens and only sucks evil through, right? You wouldn't want to suck the wrong person through. Some trees are getting pulled through, not all of them. Yeah. His car gets pulled through, but the evil hit his car at that one point. Like it got to his car. Yeah. I just didn't think he was evil anymore because I thought he got out of it. But I think maybe like it's in him somehow. Yeah, still right? in like him. It's yeah. been, he's been yeah. touched by evil. Yeah. That's that's what I, at, that first, at first I thought yeah. it pulls through anything, but yeah. then watching it and paying attention to what's actually getting pulled through, like most of the things in the cabin aren't getting pulled through yeah. when, when it looks like the suction is so strong that he's like off his feet holding onto the wall, the oh, side yeah. of the wall. Yeah, he's being for sure like pulled in and... I think like, they're trying to say that yeah. evil, that this portal is sucking evil through. Because trees are getting pulled in and those trees were evil. Right. Yeah, that makes but sense. But only some of the trees, only not some, all the yeah, trees. Yeah, not all the trees, only some. Yeah, that makes sense. So he must, yeah, he must still have it in him. That's my even take. though, yeah, even though he was able to break out of it with seeing the necklace, he must still have it in him somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. We now see Ash and his car fall from the sky and land in a place with a bunch of medieval knights who say, slay the beast, it's a deadite. Then a flying demon comes at them when Ash gets up and blows the demon's head off. The knights gather around and one of them says, Hail he who has come from the sky to free us from the terrors of the deadites. And we see a castle behind him. And now he's in the 1300s. And all he can say is no, no, no. And the end. I love it. What do you think of the end, end sequence here, Dean? I love it so much. Uh, I love that we get, we're zooming out on basically the page that we looked at before in the book. Uh, I, I, like I said, when this ended, I couldn't open the next one fast enough and throw it in. I just, I had so much fun with the movie. It was so, it was so bonkers. It was so wild. It was so different than the first that I just like, I wasn't expecting it to be like that. And I had so much fun with its goofiness. I really like Sam Raimi. I really like when he does this type of thing. Um, so I had just so much fun with that goofiness that I had to throw the next one in and just see where we went from there because I, yeah, I just wanted that ride to continue. Um, so I, I love it. I love how this ends. Oh, no doubt. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I didn't quite get the same buildup because I saw three first. Right. Um, but yeah, like great movie. We mentioned it before 10 out of 10. Just, yeah. It's paced so well. It's so much fun. It's a movie you wouldn't think would be fun, but it is so much fun. It's so fun. It's equally terrifying and fun. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, funny. Yeah, funny. Um, it's like, so I, I've read that Sam Raimi, the reaction he wants when he's like making scary movies is that he wants you to be like shocked. So you're like, <gasps> you're like gasp in. Then he wants you to be grossed out. So you're like, oh, 
and then laugh because it just keeps going on for too long (laughs) that you just have to giggle and then talk to the person next to you about it, like murmur. So he wants like the, (gasps) 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 (gasps)
Now that this episode is over, don't worry. Head on over to BFOPnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something you like. Dean, thank you for joining on this special episode of Podcast at the Lake. We need to go do some foraging for our supper. Yeah. We need to find some berries and some mushrooms, whatever else we can we can scrounge up. Yeah, I'm going to bring that uh, tape recorder we found with us. We can have some listening, some, some, I, I assume it's music, some music Let's to listen to while we're foraging. I brought some cassettes Excellent. just in case we didn't have anything else to listen to. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast, where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info, or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.